Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. And hello, hello, this is Helena Stanley Hornstein, your friend Helena Margareta, with our wondrous world, this world that is so full of wonders. I'm amazed every day. And uh, today in the announcement, we were promised that I would speak about our our, um, purpose, the meaning of our lives. And uh, then I realized, oh, but that was last time. So if you want to hear about the purpose uh, of your life, please go back to the last show. It was a good show, and listen to that one. But stay on here, too, because we're going to have a good show. I have a guest. Uh, His name is... Dr. Vinayak. Are you there, Dr. Vinayak? Yes, I am, Elena. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever we are around the world. (laughs) We are everywhere in the world, yes. And by the way, uh, I have listeners in 84 to 86 countries in the world, which I think is very nice. And I get emails from these people, uh, and I'm surprised... uh, what kind of questions they come up with. And many times I give shows with just the questions and the answers. And, of course, I will ask you a lot of things, and I hope you will be able to answer them. Where are you right now, Dr. Vinayak? I'm in uh, Palm Springs, California, a beautiful sunny day here in the desert. My goodness, it sounds very exciting. It sounds very glamorous, by the way, isn't it? It's, It's a gorgeous day. Yeah, and isn't that the place where people go from Hollywood or from Los Angeles to spend the weekend? Yes, um, it has quite a, a history of um, the vacation grounds for the Hollywood um, movie set, if you will. Yeah, well, that's always nice. And I remember hearing that when I lived in Sweden, you know, I heard about Palm Springs. <laughs> and that's what it sounded very good. And, um, well, few people are as accomplished in the field of quantum bioenergy as Dr. Vinadjak. So I'm very happy to have you here. And you are, um, see here what I can see, you are a doctor of bioenergetics and a 30-year veteran in holistic healthcare. And Dr. Vinyak is also a respected figure in the field of energy medicine, which is exciting, I think. Vinyak holds 20 speciality certifications in individual aspects of energy, holistic and spiritual healing. And he's committed to finding your imbalancing, imbalances and transforming your health. This is a lot of stuff, um, Vinayak. And um, you work with all kinds of things, evidently, the way I understand it. You work holistically, which means what? Um, Many times when we're talking about a, a person's health, we like to segment it to, you know, it's a problem with the liver, it's a problem with the kidneys, and holistic means that we look at the total body. We look at everything going on in the body, and not only the physical body, but the energy body, which is the energy surrounding the physical body. So I've become very good at using the technology that I do to read the energy fields of the person find the imbalances, and then make the corrections by balancing. Yeah, that's very interesting. And this is what we forget, you know. The old GPs, the general practitioners, they had uh, the whole picture in mind when they looked at the person, and they knew how they lived because they made house calls. But then we've moved on further in our, you know, development, and we developed specialists. Experts. So if someone had a pain in the foot, you, he went to a foot expert. And now we lost the whole picture, didn't we? 
Yes, we've that, lost sight of the whole put, person. Put that hurts if you have pain in the foot. Yeah, absolutely. I notice we have a delay in the transmission that it takes a little bit before you hear my answer and before we can get your reply back also. So it's not you, it's the transmission. And um, I haven't had that before, but, um, you know, there's always a first. <laughs> <laughs> I have met you, Dr. Wiener, Jack, uh, a few years ago uh, here in Florida. And um, you introduced to the public at that time some kind of... Uh, I don't know if it was a new invention, but it impressed me very much. And I'll tell you why. Um, well, first talk about it because you know what I'm going to talk about. The synchronicity wave system. Yes, absolutely. And um, I had no idea what was there for me when I entered that room. I had a stomach ache when I entered the room, and uh, I had uh, had earlier that year a severe case of CDF, and I really almost died from it. But only because I'm the one I am, I survived the, this horrible thing. But after that, I walked around with stomach ache and pain, and I, it was a tough time. And I couldn't enjoy food, and I lost weight, and I was skinny already. So <laughs> it, it was not easy. But anyway, I um, had that stomachache, and I entered the room, and I saw this room full of people, and up in each corner of the room there were screens. And they looked like those screens you see at airports uh, with, you know, printed patterns. I mean, you have the departure and the arrivals and so on of airplanes. But they, those Patterns were in different colors. I didn't think much of it. I didn't, you know, I really thought maybe it's just some little print, but I couldn't see it because I didn't wear my glasses at the time. So I sat down. And then, of course, there was a lecture and introduction of those screens. And I was amazed. Hey, what is that? But before I entered the room, you had taken my hand and put it on a machine to do a sort of reading. So what happened now, I was sitting in this room and uh, just was influenced by those screens or the rays or energy from the screens coming over me. And when I walked out of that room, was it an hour or two later, I didn't have my stomach ache any longer. And I don't think it ever returned, <laughs> which was an amazing reaction for me. And uh, I think I told you afterwards that I felt great afterwards. But, you know, those things you hear a lot. But I don't think you realize how well I felt afterwards. But tell me more about this uh, particular uh, system, synchronicity wave system that you used in that particular room. What is it, actually? Okay, it's a series of four computer monitors set up in ideally the corners of the room and the color and light that emanates from the computer monitor screens creates a energy field and in that energy field magic seems to take place for example shifts in consciousness another example is it rearranges or lines the chaos that we experience or have in our own energy fields. Um, what did it express? With, what chaos? What did you say? <clears throat> chaos is uh, when it, the energy is very scattered instead of being organized and in alignment. It's a scattered field. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much kind of um, energy field that we live in in the world right now. There's a lot of chaos. I'm sure your listeners will identify yeah, with you can say that everything again. that's going yeah. on worldwide. Yeah. And um, what the technology helps us to do is to realign our own energy field so that we become centered and able to uh, 
receive the higher energies from the spiritual realms as well as from the physical realms. So when you talked about your That's stomach good. ache... But and how can a machine do this? Yeah. How can a how machine, can a machine do actually that? collect it's, all the scattered energies and pull it together? Well, color healing has been around for a long, long time, and the use of light yeah. mm-hmm. has been around for a long, long time. The Egyptians were known to have their own color uh, healing temples, if you will. And what the developer, Robert Relega, is he's encoded certain phrases, powerful phrases, either from Christianity or from uh, Buddhic um, sayings or just powerful phrases in terms of affirmations like, I'm whole, complete, and perfect. And he's encoded that into the color and the light in a pattern called linguistics. And mm-hmm. what's interesting about the screens is you don't need to look at the screens because it's not about seeing what's on the screen. It's the energy that gets created true. in yeah. the room. Yeah, true. Experience. It's an energy field. It amazing. It's like a vortex. Yeah. How um, about uh, now that um, I everyone has a different frequency? I'm different from you, and you're different from her, from this woman down the road, and so on. And I'm different from my neighbor. We all have our different frequencies. How does this fit in with each one of us? Okay. Are there Great different question. screens? Are there different? Uh, yeah. There are different programs. Um, When I had you put your hand on the hand cradle, we were able to find the program that resonated well with your body. And then uh, I selected that program for you. In addition to that, I can set the speed and the direction of the information, whether it's going up on the screen or down on the screen. For example, with somebody who has like, um, pardon me? No, I thought it was very interesting. Sorry we have this delay in the transmission, so yeah, we, okay. we don't get the, the connection very well. Yeah. Uh, no, I think because what the uh, medical field now does, they treat us all the same, man and woman, old and young, and doesn't matter what kind of frequency we have, they just give the same treatment to everyone. But you now, you don't do that. You adjust to each person. Correct. Yeah. It's very important because so, uh, each one of us is unique and each one of us is different. And we have different things going on in our biofields. Absolutely. And uh, I see treatment, you know, I see people all the time. They come to me and they are on special medications, and of course, I'm not a medical doctor. I cannot say what they can do or not do. But I ask them, this is the medication you have been given. Ask your doctor if you can cut it in half, because I see this is too bad for you. It's too much for you. And they go back to the doctor, get the permission to cut it in half, and it works. Yeah. Well, once again, like you were just talking about, it's that um, that idea that instead of asking the person what their body can handle or utilize, it's the dosage, and the dosage is standardized. And so it's assuming that everybody can handle the same amount. With your intuitive yeah. abilities, you know that that's not so, and you can see how that amount is not helping them. It's actually hurting them. It's not doing Absolutely. what you mm-hmm. want it to do. Yeah, true. And uh, again, they, as we all know, they test all their medications on healthy. They make sure that those people are healthy. They test their medication on only on healthy, 
young men, men in their 20s who are at their best, and then they give this to a sick woman who's 65, you know, <laughs> and expect the same res- result, which is right. amazing. Yeah, it can't happen. No, no, of course not. So, um, but uh, what is the body? How do you see the body? What, if someone would ask you, what is your opinion of the body? What is the body? What would you say? Well, the way you see the body. Uh, for me, the body is just part of the larger energy field that is resonating and picking up all kinds of things in our environment. And the environment affects us very powerfully in our energy field. And what's going on in the energy field actually manifests or is created in the physical. So if you have thoughts about dis-ease or illness and you keep holding on to those thoughts, what happens is those thoughts are in the energy field surrounding you, but then they become uh, solidified in the physical. And we think of the body as being solid. For me, the body is just an energy field that's vibrating and changing and subject to change at any given moment. Yeah. How do you get rid of uh, damaging and negative thoughts? Because those thoughts have a tendency to be a habit with people. People wake up being negative. People go to sleep being negative. How can people get rid of those negative influences? Well, the the first thing I would say, Helena, is that you have to become aware that you're thinking negatively. You have to know that the negative thought is affecting how you're going to feel. So if you can then choose, after you become aware that your thinking is negative, if you can choose a thought that makes you feel a little bit better or put your focus on something that you love, for example, your animals, a pet, uh, maybe it's a beautiful bouquet of flowers. Um, maybe it's just going out in nature and experiencing the beauty of nature all around you. Do something that changes your energy around your thinking and do anything that helps you to feel a little bit better moment to moment. And then what happens is you build on those moments where you're feeling a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, and pretty soon you recognize that you're not having these negative thoughts anymore. You're not caught up in worrying. You're not caught up in thinking about disease. You're not thinking about things that you have no control over. You know, that's very well put. I like the way you said that, you know, just go out and, and look at the beauty of something and look at the bouquet of flowers. I think it's, a, it's so simple, but the, particularly the simple things are the ones that work, and we try to make it so complicated. Are you working also with affirmations? Uh, yes, but the key to affirmations for most people, and what most people don't realize, is that with affirmations... They really aren't worth much unless you match the feeling with what you're saying. So if you say, I'm whole, complete, and perfect, for example, an affirmation like that, you have to bring that feeling of knowing the higher truth is that all is well, all is in divine order, that nothing is out of sync here. That no matter what you're experiencing in this moment, it's just a temporary thing. And everything in life is temporary. And so if you can approach it from that um, viewpoint, then you're able to see things from a different perspective. And it's all about I think that's very... 
Yeah, that's so good. Uh, the Minister Robert Schuller always said, um, tough times never last, but tough people do. And I have liked that a lot. I don't know if you ever heard him say that. <laughs> but I think, you know, that's a very, very good sentence. Tough times never last, but tough people do. So it means you have to be tough. You have to do something yourself about it. I like the idea that you really said this with affirmations, that you really have to put the feelings uh, into it. So you feel then one should do meditation with affirmations? Well, we live in a vibrational universe, and it's the vibration that we live in that we experience life through. So it's like what I was talking about earlier. Do something that makes you feel good. Do something that makes you feel happy. And as a result, you build upon that happiness, and then pretty soon you find that you're just a happy person. Because that's all your yeah. that's what your focus is upon. Your focus is having joy in your life yeah. versus looking at maybe the things you don't have and the things that you uh want. For example, money is a is a good example for a lot of people. When they make an affirmation they say, I want more money or, you know, I need more money or whatever. Sure. But the, the vibration behind it is lack. The vibration is not one of abundance. Yeah. So the vibration needs to yeah. shift to one of abundance, and when that happens, you will experience the natural abundance of the universe, and you will be wealthy. You you will be healthy, whatever it is, because that's our natural state. That's our yeah. God-given inherent state of being so allowing ourselves yeah, I like to this with uh, you know yeah it, precisely you have to allow it, it to come to you but uh, I see if people do these things intellectually you know they, pay, they just say one I want this I want this you know but they don't put the heart and the feeling what do you think about the heart in I mean, the heart has feelings in our system. Oh, I think it's brain. paramount. What, what do you Particularly have? In, the, in the world that we live in today, the heart is, you know, it has to be our guiding force. We live in a new paradigm right now, Helena, where we cannot make decisions from our heads any longer. We have to be guided and oh. live from our heart. Yeah, and that's really so. Do we see an example of that? Do you feel the world is changing right now? I mean, except for what you're saying, but do you see the changes? Do you have any examples of any changes? Uh, yes, I, I see the world shifting greatly, although I see a lot of chaos in our world. I see that the chaos is waking people up. So it has it has its um, advantages, and you know the insanity. Sometimes I think we just live in an insane world that doesn't make any sense anymore. But because of that insanity, because of that contrast, people are waking up and saying, "I can't do this anymore. This doesn't make any sense. This doesn't feel right." And they're they're listening to their hearts. So I do see. A shift. I do see the paradigm shift. I see people turning within, meditating. I see people that are looking for the answers within themselves instead of outside of themselves. So we're, we're living in a very magical and that is, yeah. time. But what about what we also see? It seems that those forces of darkness, as I call them, you know, of ego, or the forces of power, you know, of materialism. Aren't those forces also trying to come up more in the open now? Well, again, that's the old paradigm. People are realizing that we're not separate, and my actions affect the whole. And taking care of each other 
um, in times of crisis, we see it more directly. <clears throat> but we we start recognizing the value of friends. We start recognizing the little things in our lives that become very meaningful, particularly if you've ever had the contrast where it's not available to you. Then you become very aware of how rich your life is in the things that really matter, our friendships, the love that we experience, the joy that we have, the simple pleasures of looking at nature, enjoying nature, being in nature, reconnecting to our Mother Earth, hugging a tree. There are all kinds of ways that we can, you know, not fight or resist our ego, but we can use the ego to assist us in being in our heart. Uh, You know, um, with these changing times also, and you see all the nasty things that go on, uh, but then I see also how many people, just like you say, are really changing and they want to do good. Aren't there more places now that do homeopathic treatments and natural treatments nowadays than just a few years ago? I feel they're kind of popping up everywhere. I agree. You know, it's much more accepted. And people are, well, they're looking at the things that work. You know, we're not we're not being uh, buffaloed anymore, if you will. We're not being... Uh, hoodwinked into believing something, we're actually looking at, okay, that's what they say about this, but what do they say about this? And we're starting, we're we're becoming more discerning, and we're looking at the things that are working. And that's really all life is all, all about, is it's the discernment, what's working in your life? It doesn't matter what's not working. Yeah. Just focus on what is working, and you, you, you'll increase more of that. The law of attraction is always yeah, on. Yeah, that's very good to say it yeah, that way. Mm-hmm. What is working, and we forget to, to look at it that one, look at it that way. Now, if we look at past lifetimes, that's also part of energy. Is that part of uh, our physical being, do you feel? The uh, yes, of the past I, uh, lifetimes. Is that part of our body? I do believe it is part of our energy field because um, where, wherever we are in our life right now, it's a result of everything that we've experienced and lived. And it's all part of that energy mm-hmm. field. And that's why some people yeah. just naturally can play an instrument although they've not been trained, or they have a beautiful voice, but they've never received voice lessons. So it's utilizing the gifts. And I think as human beings, we sometimes forget we're given many talents and many gifts, and if we focus on those rather rather than the things that we... uh, maybe the negative things or the bad things that we experienced in past lives, then our life becomes richer and more joyful. Do you feel that you have, sorry, do you feel that you have lived a life before involved in these things, you know, in healing and helping people, and you just continue your path from that lifetime? I, I definitely do, Helena. I really feel that deeply. Um, many lifetimes of being a healer, perhaps a shaman, medicine man. I strongly identify with the Native American traditions. Um, I look at all the teachings and the old masters, and in many ways they're all seeing the same thing. The, 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 the truths, the uh, common, or the... Uh, the agreed-upon truths have always stayed the same. They've always been the same. The law of attraction 
is always working. What you focus on, you will create more of. So yeah, I focus on this is healing. This. Yeah. And I feel so, like I... Um, you have... So we have this thing where the transmission really bothers me at times that uh, we have the delay and then you don't know I'm speaking already. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, did you? Uh, sorry, I interrupted something. That was there something you wanted to say, and I cut you off on. Uh, I don't think it was important, or would have come out. I, I trust the universe. Oh, okay. Implicitly. And I wanted to ask you, yeah, the difference that you have seen between the native Native Americans as opposed to the general American. You know what? do the Native Americans see regarding our health? Uh, do they have a different view than the general American public? I think they do uh, because they have a deep respect for the environment and for nature. And I always love the idea that before they would kill an animal, let's say, for food, and any of the other things that they might use that animal for, they would always ask permission and uh, say a prayer for that animal that they had sacrificed their life for them. And I think that kind of um, reverence for life and the respect for Mother Nature and honoring of their ancestors, they're very... um, big on honoring their ancestors, not taking anything for granted. Now, as a medicine, you know, a, a Native American medicine man, if someone came to him who was sick, what would he do to make this person well, if we look back in the old culture <laughs> of well, their living? In in many cases, he would use uh, some herbal remedies, and he might use sound mm-hmm. as part of the healing. Oh, they use that too. Uh huh. Yes, and basically, what they what they were doing now that I look at it is that they were changing the vibrational energy field of the person that larger energy field surrounding the body, which is then going to affect the physical body. But that's how they were addressing it, as well as the physical, with, you know, ingesting of herbs or, you know, cleansing the aura with um, uh, sage. Little things that we sometimes forget. And that's little things, yeah. And, of course, then you have to lead a rather healthy life where you move also. Um, I was asking a medicine man, you know, I have ants around my house here, and they bother me. And I asked him, how do I get rid of the ants? And uh, the way he just put it was so interesting because it was so different from what someone else would say of my culture. He said, oh, put cinnamon around your house. They will not die when they will just move somewhere else. And I think that would be very typical of that nature, wouldn't it? Yes, because they they respected all of life. So it wasn't about yeah, killing exactly. or eliminating the way we've been culturized, I think. You know, if we don't like something, just get rid of it. Yeah. Instead of honoring it, and, that, that's you know, the way we do it. But here, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, it was so unusual to hear that kind of thing. They would go away; <laughs> they would move somewhere else, like a very natural thing. And of course, that's that was fine with me, you know. And I needed a lot of cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> I have a caller here. I believe that's Washington D.C. Let me see if I should take that. If you can hold on, Doctor Bissonnet. Hello? Yes. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Yes. The transmission is really bad. Yeah, hello, Dad. 
Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, Okay, uh, I didn't quite hear. Yes, I can hear you, uh, area code 202. Maybe that's a cell phone you're speaking from. You said you're in Las Vegas? I'm in Washington, D.C. Hello? Oh, you're Washington, D.C. That's what I thought, area code 202. Yes, do you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Did you have a question for my guest? <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, I we really have a bad time today with the reception. Yes, uh, maybe you yes, can ask a... the question and we can see what. Okay, my question is: I've been destined to find out what it is that I'm good for. You know, what it is that I'm my purpose here on life. Can you tell me what is my purpose here on life? I know it's helping somebody, but I don't know exactly like who it is to help, how many people, or what. Would you uh, like me to answer that? Do you want that? me to answer the question or Dr. Binayak? Um, Dr. Binayak. I pass it on to you, Binayak. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say your purpose is everybody else's purpose, which is to be happy. To find that thing or that that movement, that energy that makes you feel good. And in that process, you will discover your mission. You'll discover why you're here. But anything that... I've been working, I've been working, and I don't feel like working is good for me. I feel like if I can have a job where I can just go in when I want to, it will be fine. So I just recently quit my job, but my job made me happy because I made money. Okay, but you, your inner spirit may be guiding you to something else. And maybe it is working for yourself. Okay. Elena, what would you add to that? I would say, uh, is there something you really love doing? If there's something you do and you feel in your heart, my God, this is happy. You know, that little sparkle that suddenly takes off and say, I love this. This is nice. And it could be something really stupid. It could be also something you have never done before, like being with little children in the park. I had a woman who uh, had all the means. She had all the money. And uh, she really didn't need a job, but she needed to do something. And she said, I love to keep clean everywhere, but my house is just so big and I don't need to clean it anymore. I just like even to clean the park. And I said, great, go to the city and ask them if you can go and clean the park uh, as, as a worker. She did. She's just cleaning the park. She wears a kind of orange uniform and she does that a few hours a day. And she loves it. It okay. means it doesn't always mean that you have to do something very grand and famous. You can actually do the little things to satisfy your heart. Just like we spoke about Dr. Vinayak and I, satisfy your heart. It's time to do so. It's a sign of the times. How does okay. that sit with you? <laughs> well, that fits because, you know, even though I love the beauty industry, I don't have to do that as a job. I could probably find something... It's more of like volunteer work that I do enjoy because I love animals. And so I've been thinking about volunteering with the animal shelter yeah. a little bit. Um, but I need money, though, you know. And But I've been working on trying to move up my living arrangement so that I can afford living. Um, but <clears throat> other than that, I can find something to do. Well, it sounds okay, like well, there's something so with I animals. Your name. I never took your name. Yeah. And you like animals, and I think that's wonderful if you could do so. Yeah. So thank you so very much for calling in. Thank you for taking my and call. And me up another time. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Goodbye. All the best. And uh, that, all the best to you, too. And Dr. Vinayak and I are back again. 
and uh, it's a pity we have a little disturbance on the line this time. I don't know why, but <laughs> I think we even spoke about it before the show that uh, there were many disturbances around today. So maybe just be the way today is put together. Uh, yeah, there's a... What about this, yeah, being aligned, uh, to be in alignment? How would you define that, Dr. Vinayak? Um, for me, it is about experiencing the energy of the heart. And when I'm following my heart, when I'm listening to my heart, what's interesting is I'm automatically in alignment because that's the core, that's the being that we're here to experience and to feel. And that alignment is natural. And being out of alignment is just the opposite. It's not natural, and it doesn't... We know when we're out of alignment. We know when, for example, on the physical level, when your spine is out of alignment, one of the vertebrae is out, you can feel that. The energy doesn't flow Mm -hmm. as fluidly any longer. It's a disruption. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you're living with your heart, from your heart, that alignment comes back into being because that's our natural state. Our natural state of being is one of alignment. Yeah. And that is bringing us back in balance, and that's what you are doing in your work, isn't it? Putting everything back in balance again. Exactly. That's the whole focus of my business and the work I do. Yeah. That is, no, this this is, uh, you know, I have this thing that we have to be back in alignment for whatever we do. Everything is balanced. Uh, your whole body has to be in balance. And uh, even the Orientals, they have this with their meridians and acupuncture. You do acupuncture too, don't you? No, I actually don't. Um, I I work with the meridians using the various technologies that I have so I can find the meridian points that are maybe overactive or underactive and then I can stimulate those with uh, a homeopathic or herbal or vitamin. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, could you explain to everyone what is a meridian? A meridian is an invisible line of energy that's running through your body in various directions. And the ends of your fingertips and the ends of your toes are the ends of those meridians. And they go oh, throughout they, the body, their energy fields. And lots of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, like your various organs have meridians to them. All your teeth have meridian energy lines that flow through them. For example, that's why when, uh, let's say you have a tooth um, that's abscessed, the source of the problem may be the liver. If it's a meridian, if it's the liver meridian that's running through that tooth and not the mm. abscess of okay. the tooth itself. That may be a manifestation yeah. of something going on with the liver. So, How does the meridian break? Yeah. How does the meridian break? Let's say you now have a surgery in your stomach, on the stomach, and they cut through your body somewhere in the middle of the stomach, and you then break the meridians. What happens? To the body. Well, when you if, if break the, the meridian through external. Well, because these are invisible lines of energy, 
just because they're invisible doesn't mean that they don't experience blockages. And so with surgeries or scar tissue, for example, scar tissue many times will block the flow of the energy. So clearing the scar tissue energetically will make a difference for the energy flow to be reestablished through the meridians. And meridians go all through the body. They don't go on the surface. They go through the whole body from the front to the back. They're, again, because they're invisible, I can't really say that um, they seem to be more surface-oriented because with acupuncture, when they put the needle in, they're reaching that invisible line of energy and either sedating it, slowing it down, or activating it if it needs to be activated. So depending on how they turn that that needle and where they put that needle in the body, it does access that meridian energy flow. Hmm. What does a chemical do to the body? You know, medication and anesthesia and things like this. What does it do to the body, particularly anesthesia? Well, anything chemical in our body is is not received as natural. So all chemicals have to be processed through the liver. So if you're on a lot of medications or you've experienced anesthesia, that gets processed through the liver and many times will weaken the liver. And that's why doing a liver cleanse might be important or a liver gallbladder cleanse. It also with anesthesia, it, liver anesthesia tends to stay yeah, in the body. <laughs> Go ahead, Elena. It stays for how, how long does it stay? Well, it can stay indefinitely and, until you um, wow. have some way of detoxing it, if you will, letting it go. But that can do a lot of damage then if it stays like indefinitely. Because it's, it's kind of a numbing out of your whole system. Yeah. So, you know. And how can you get rid of this? Will this, uh, you know, the uh, synchronicity wave system, will that get rid of uh, residues from chemicals? Um, I don't know the answer to that. It might. It depends on how it's, it's affecting the whole energy body. Yeah. It's an unknown because each person is different. So, so precisely. So now this has been, uh, you know, you have a lot. You have a wealth of information. You really do. And I just didn't know the questions quite how which ones I should go into more than the other one. But um, I really uh, feel exactly like you do. What you said about the liver, that the liver reacts to medication, for instance. I see this all the time. I see serious cases of it, how the liver really gets depressed uh, and breaks down the whole body only because of chemicals. Even smoking affects the liver. Do you see that too? Yes, I do. Definitely. And then someone said, oh, you don't smoke with your liver. Liver is way down. Yeah. When you think about any chemical that you put in your body and, for example, GMO food, I mean, that's a chemical and our body doesn't recognize it. And it's part of the reason for so much obesity in the world because the toxins that we eat or that we uh, breathe in to our body or drink, the toxins that we put in, the the natural state 
of a toxin to the body is to encapsulate it in fat. That's the safest way to store oh, it. Interesting. So anybody and of who's course, the mascot is weight, the biggest winner with this. Say it again. It's um, no. I said uh, you see bigger people in America than anywhere else. I mean, really obese people here, and it's because someone told me from Europe it's very easy to get heavy in this country. Look at the aisle with all these pom, you know potato chips and all that junk food. It's absolutely delicious, but it's very, very bad for the body, of course. But you see this more than anywhere else. In another country, you might have just one foot of potato chips, you know, in a department, in a supermarket. So you can compare with the consumption here that it's enormous with the synthetic food and, and the junk food and so on. So it's, of course, that goes to the body. And we forget that. It's not the calories that count, though, is it? It's just the energy. Right. It's the, you know, the whole idea of the vibrational energy in which you approach your food will make a difference in how it's received. That's why praying over yeah. your food before you eat it, it changes it vibrationally. And you're also instructing your body that it's nourishing and it's healthy for you and that your body can utilize this. And we forget so many times when we eat something that we're really the energy that's directing it where to go. So just like you do an affirmation, if you say, you know, you have a nice piece of chocolate cake, let's say, and you say, well, this is going to go directly to my thighs. Well, you just told it where to go. <laughs> Energetically, well, it's I, going to respond. I think I have been part of that one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I would say that if I would have a loaf of bread, it would go directly to my hips, and it actually did. <laughs> so I now I just cut out bread, <laughs> but it works very well. But the size of that loaf will go directly to to the size of my hips, and uh, it, it seemed to be very effective. <laughs> well, it's it's like when people look but in don't the mirror. They all have a certain kind of yeah. When people so look in the mirror, continue. they tell their bodies how they want to look. And if you're constantly belittling your body or telling your body you don't like the way it looks, then it responds and ah, it becomes more of the same. But if you love your body, if you love yourself, if you love what you see in the mirror, and if you don't love what you see in the mirror, don't look in the mirror until you get to the point where you can love what you see. But it's so important it's so because it's an energy I field. Yeah. Uh, I spoke, this was years uh, ago, uh, when I had the honor to meet Maximilian Maltz, who was the founder of the Psychokibernetics. And I lived in Europe at the time, and I met him in New York. But he was the one who said, that after he had performed a plastic surgery on his patients, uh, they all felt much better about themselves on the whole, not only because they were more beautiful in their face, but they, ho they would change everything about them and be happy people only because they looked at the new face in the mirror and they liked what he had done to their faces. It's so what, important. What would you add to that? Well, yeah. again, we're vibrational energy fields, and we live in a vibrational universe, and how you feel is so important. It's more important than the words that you speak. Your energy will guide and direct your experiences. 
so true. So true. So we are coming towards the end of our um, uh, of our time together, and um, I uh, would like to ask you, Dr. Vinayak, and I'm sorry if I pronounce your name wrong, but I pronounce a lot of things wrong, particularly today. I I have trouble with my voice today, and maybe because my voice is like it is today, that um, uh, we have the problems with the transmission. It, could that be an effect, a cause and effect, do you feel, on this time? Because I have never experienced this kind of trouble with the delay uh, in the show before. I don't think it has to do with your voice, Elena, as much as it does the energy of the planet right now. There's a worldwide meditation going oh, okay. on to adjust the ley lines of the earth. And these are like meridian lines, the energy lines of the earth. And the, and we, um, the dark forces have been trying to take this energy away from us. And the people of the light, if you will, the, the spiritual beings of this planet, are reclaiming that energy field now and balancing it. So I think it has a lot to do with what's going on in the cosmos. I mean, I feel it throughout my whole body today just feels different. I feel that very much today. I felt very different this morning. It was very odd, and I kind of told myself, hey, I feel different today. There's something going on. What is it? And, of course, then I moved on doing my own things again. But, again, thank you so very, very much for being with me today. You have no idea how grateful I am, and with this short notice. Uh, that I, when I realized I had given the wrong information to the station, that I gave the information for my past show and not for this show. And uh, here you are helping me out, and I'm so glad you were here. And I hope you enjoy Palm Springs today, what is left of the day. Well, actually, it's morning for you, isn't it? Yes. Uh, it's still just 10 o'clock in the morning, basically, here. So you're ready for your new day of work? Yes. If people want, yeah, if people want to get hold of you or look you up somewhere, how uh, do they find you? How do you spell your name? Well, I know that, but maybe you can tell them, Vinayak. Sure. Uh, how do you okay. pronounce your name and how do you spell it? And how can they get hold of you for more information? Okay. You can reach me at. Um, my website, through my website, which is www.electrumhealth.com, and I'll spell that for you. It's E is in every, L is in Larry, E is in every, C is in cat, T is in Tom, R is in Robert, U is in universe, M is in Mary, health, which is H is in Henry, E is in every, A is in Apple. Well, that's when they know, yeah. Yeah, and uh, electrumhealth.com, and you can uh, send me an email from there. My spelling on the name is V is in Victor, I is in iodine, N is in Nancy, A is in Apple, Y is in yellow, A is in apple, K is in ketchup. And uh, Good. you can Good. also call me if you want that. Do you like the phone number? No, I don't give phone numbers on the show, so I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, we right. don't Not do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, but they will find you over, uh, and you get emails uh, if that is so. And they can also contact me, and I will pass on the information. So um, thank you again, and uh, I will uh, close the show that if you want to get hold of me, my website is speakingtoyourheart.com. Again, speakingtoyourheart.com, and I will be be with you next time. Have a wonderful day today. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much, Helena. I appreciate it, and it was wonderful to be on your show. Thank you, too.
Well, thank you. I think we are disconnected so we can speak, but I'm going to make oh, sure okay. anyway. <laughs> we are disconnected here. So there we go. It should be off now. So thank you. I think, you know, I apologize for the strange delay because that's that was really hard. You see that on TV sometimes, but then you can see the face, and that's different. Right, right, right. Hello? Yeah. yeah. And we I still have you. the delay, and I wonder why the heck that is. Yeah. Um, but I think, thank you so much. And uh, we could have gone on there, I think. You had a lot. You have you gave wonderful answers, and I'm very grateful you you cooperated so well. Well, thank you for the opportunity. It was great to uh, share this hour with you and with your listeners. Okay, so you thank a, you again, and we keep you're in welcome. Touch. Have a great day. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you. Right. Bye bye. Bye.